Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hello and welcome to this week's edition of the Record Rangers podcast. I'm Gavin Berry and I'm delighted to that I'm joined by the Daily Records, Andy Newport. Unfortunately, Sunday Mail's Scott McDermott has called in sick at the very last minute, Andy, so we hope he's feeling better in time for the big man coming on Sunday. Um, <laughs> but it's all about the quality, isn't it? It's not a quantity. Oh. Absolutely, and now you've got the top two here, so <laughs> just carry on. And he can listen to this when he's lying in his bed, I'm sure. <laughs> I think what he might have offered, but anyway, <laughs> Tuesday night, Andy, second game in a row. Michael Beale, two wins out of two, two five goal throwers, three two at home to Hibs last week, Ibrox, and then three two at Aberdeen on Tuesday night. I mean, where do you start with that? It was just Unbelievable, Scott Arfield. Well, what was it? The, the, the clock strikes ninety-five minutes. It's two-one Aberdeen. Yeah. Uh, final score three-two. Scott Arfield made the difference uh, on as a substitute. Uh, Michael Beale made four at one point. Then he didn't like what he was seeing. And could you believe your eyes? Well, I did text our colleague Scott Burns, who was doing the game for Daily Record last night, to say rather you than me, mate, because. Um, <laughs> Is that last minute uh, rewrite that would have been required was something else? Um, I mean, Frank, I just didn't see it coming. I just thought uh, it was a really, really flat Rangers performance, uh, a performance that, well, I'm sure um, showed that Michael Beale what he's what he's really dealing with here. Um, I think he's he's starting to get an idea of just how much work is is going to need done with this Rangers side because. Yeah, they got the victory and it was tremendous character that they showed to dig it out. As you say, you know, with three minutes to go of extra time, uh, injury time, they, they, they dig out a, a result. You know, that that's, you know, fair play. That, that's the sort of fighting spirit that they've not shown previously this year, you would say. Yeah. But um, it, it was not a good performance. There was a lot. I mean, Michael Beale was absolutely right. There, there's a lot of work to be done with, with this team to get it sort of fighting and the sort of direction he wants to take it. Yeah. Um, positives, I mean, obviously the return of Conor Golton was good, but James Sands, I think, is looking less and less uh, like a, a suitable alternative uh, centre-back alongside him. He just, um, you know, the, the first goal was a, as a just as a, a nightmare from start to finish. Akala loses the ball, uh, Sands is rash with the tackle and uh, Miofsky and and then obviously Alan McGregor gets his positioning all wrong for the free kick. Um, and then again for the second goal, the Aberdeen score, Sands with a poor clearance and Leighton Clarkson, wow, what a, what a hit. But, you know, in between that, the Rangers showed so little in terms of, you know, how they would take the game. You you saw the way that, you know, Celtic absolutely dominated Aberdeen at the weekend, pinning them down and 
just refusing to give them the ball. I mean, Rangers gave Aberdeen every encouragement to come at them last night. So I really think um, Michael Beale will be, will be, as I say, delighted with the character, but he'll be sitting going, well, we got out of jail with, with that, that performance last night. Yeah, well, I mean, he said after the game, he was very honest, he said five out of ten performance and ten out of ten for sort of character. So let, let's, I mean, we'll, we'll pick over the, the kind of uh, the, the finer details of it in a minute, but just start, let's start with that one big positive, because if you think of the last game before the winter break, St Mirren away, uh, I think you were there, weren't you? Yeah. Could, could, you know, go a goal down, uh, get the kind of late equaliser, push for the winner and don't get it. St Johnson a couple of weeks earlier, you were there again. Um, similar story. It, they lose that game. So let's start with just the fact that they, they, they ended up winning against Hibs last week and and then on Tuesday night. I mean, Michael Beale surely deserves a lot of credit for that alone because when you know Celtic are the masters of, of winning late. Uh and you know, and we've often it's the cliche over the years, you know, this is a mark of champions and all that. And I'm not saying for a minute that Rangers are going to go on and win the league, but just to, to be able to get that spirit so early on, I mean, he's not long to work with this team. No, no, I mean, the fact that you know, he knows this team before a lot of them will have worked with him before. Well, you know, a lot of them have spoke so highly about him as a coach and his methods. So you imagine that's given it a lift and it's given. The team morale a wee bit of a lift. I think it was telling what he said last night. This is a team that's sort of really short in confidence. So these, these, the manner of these results, as, as much as the performance was poor, but the way that you win it is, is something that can lift spirits and yeah. lift confidence. So you know that'll be encouraging for him. But yeah. I, you're absolutely right. I mean, it's just um, <laughs> this is not the, the kind of performance that's going to strike fear into Celtic at the minute. Um, the, you know, there's a lot of things to be done. So, but. In terms of first things first, getting that lifting the confidence that will be vital because that will give him, that will give Michael Beale the little bit of leeway he needs because there's, there's going to be. I, I imagine it's probably going to get worse before it gets better in the sense that you know there's going to be occasions where they're not going to be able to get across the line, but they need to be able to keep the confidence together, keep the the, the spirit amongst the group together while he makes the changes that he thinks are going to be needed to to get Rangers firing again. Yeah, because I mean, it would be, it would be easy at two one. I mean, given everything that's going on and, and and the size of the gap at the top of the table, and all, it would have been easy. I mean, particularly on Tuesday night. Not not. I mean, the the, the home game against Hibs is slightly different. But I mean, last night, you know, when you're trailing two one and you're in at the sort of ninetieth minute, I mean, it would be so easy. Uh, you know, it'd be so easy for these players just to chuck it. Do so you think Beal? Do you think has? Do you think it's him that has given this sort of character here, or? Does it come from within? Do you think it's something he has done in the short space of time? Uh, it's hard to it's hard to say that. Gav. I mean, what I would say is that a, a, a good chunk of the, the team did look like they sort of accepted defeat. I mean, mm-hmm. you know, Arthur maybe uh, Kent, you know, Arfield and Tillman. If it wasn't for those three, I'm not sure Rangers get the result last night. I mean. Kent taking a wee bit of responsibility, coming inside and taking the shot at least to to Arfield and mm-hmm. you know Tillman with the the composure for the third goal, not just to rush across in, but to have the presence of mind just to work the space, get the the, the opening, get the ball across, and the fact that Arfield 
for both goals is so alive to it, so alert, so always on the move, always looking for that wee opening that can can perhaps get them a goal. Obviously, he's had a couple of chances before he scored. Um, you know, without those three, I'm not sure Rangers get the result last night. There was far too many guys just, you know, whether it be the guys that started or some of the guys that came on, just offered nothing really. And I think that'll be the concern. I mean, this will be the the eye opening part of this this performance for for Michael Beale. He'll be quickly realizing who are the guys that are up to are not. You know, mm-hmm. he'll he'll know as I say the vast majority of the squad. But things have changed. Players have aged. Players have some of have improved. Some have gone backwards. And I think he'll be assessing now, going right. This is what we need. This is what he said he was he was going to come in and do. He was going to have a look at the squad before mm-hmm. taking a, a look at what they were going to do in January. But I think he'll be realizing now that okay, it's been a good start. Two six points out of six, two wins. But I think he'll be realizing that there's quite a bit a lot of quite a bit of work to be done in this squad if it's if it's to get to a point where it's going to be competitive either this season or next. Yeah. But you can't underestimate the value of of, of those two wins for him coming in, you know, in, in his first two games just to get, as you say, the confidence and get the momentum. I mean, I mean, to, to overhaul the nine point gap, or well, I know it's six, but it could go to nine. To overhaul whatever the gap is to Celtic from when he came in, you know, would be huge. Uh, it's a huge task. But to get those two wins for him and just to get a bit of momentum and, and you know, go on a run, if he can go on a run up to the Celtic game at least, you know, yeah. it's massive. Yeah, I mean that's what you should be looking at. I mean, I think, and I, I did a piece with Alex McLeish a few weeks before, and I tend to agree with, with Big Eight was saying that in some ways the Old Firm game is not the important game because realistically Rangers are not going to win the league this year because mm-hmm. of the the points deficit they have, the way that Celtic are playing, they're so relentless, and Rangers right now look the more likely the two teams to to drop points. So the the bigger picture is perhaps the Aberdeen League Cup semi final, yeah. Hamden a couple of weeks. After Old Firm game, yeah. if you look back to Alex McLeish's time, I think we spoke about this previously in the pod, yeah. that, uh, you know, he was able to win a couple of trophies in his first season and that was really acted as a springboard to, to the season afterwards when they went and won the treble. Um, I think that should be the priority as well for uh, for Michael Beale. Yeah, obviously winning the first Old Firm game at Ibrox in, on January 2nd would be, a, would be a huge boost to him and, you know, really get the fans, not saying the fans aren't on his side, but yeah. that would really win them over and get the support. But if he can steer the team through a cup final and get that first trophy in the bag, uh, I think that would be something that will really give the place a lift. You know, the last thing Rangers want to be doing is, is considering Celtic winning another treble after the, the, the sort of success they've had over the last few years. Um, so if they can deny them the first trophy of the season in terms of that League Cup, then uh, whenever the final is in February or March time, I'm not sure, but um, that would be that would be the, a real sort of boost for Michael Beale to start his Rangers career. Yeah, because the other thing is the flip side of it. I know you're saying you know realistically Rangers won't win the league, and, and, you're, and you're, you're probably right. But last night, you know, if Aberdeen win that game, and then there's a prospect of you know being 12 points behind Celtic, I mean, you could end up with a scenario where I mean, we saw it a couple of years ago when Rangers won the league. You know yeah. how quickly it can just slip away, and before you know it, you're looking at twenty points, twenty five. You you know you, you don't. That's what you don't want. Yeah, no, absolutely. I mean, they, they want to keep it as tight as possible. You know, anything that it puts pressure on Celtic in terms of other competition, it does put pressure in terms of the cup competitions too. If Rangers are, are competitive, yeah. so you know the fact the fact that they've kept it tight, but you know they really need to start 
you know, picking picking up performances because, especially defensively, you know, that's you know, I think they've had one clean sheet in the last nine games now. It just doesn't mm-hmm. do well for a Rangers team here. I mean, especially the majority of the games they've been playing against have been. Uh, Teams, you know, with an absolute fraction of their budget, so that's the big thing. I mean, the, the return of Connor Goldson last night helped. I think getting Ben Davies in alongside him will will boost that further. And Borna Barisic, uh, we're not expecting him back for Friday night in Dingwall, but should be back for next week's game against Motherwell. So, um, you know, things are, are picking up in that sense for, for Michael Beale, and that'll be the, the the things that he can take encouragement from. I mean, that's the thing you have we have to remember about this. About the result, you know, I know, and we know the performance wasn't good, yes, but the fact that they did, they did get the win, they're doing it with, as you say, you know, James Sands is in at centre half, it's Connor Golden, it's only his first game back, you know, I mean, look at that lengthy injury list, you know, Roof and Kolach wasn't available, I know he's back for Friday, Helander, Yilmaz, Lawrence, Hadji, David, so you've got all them, so you need to, I suppose, we need to factor that in. Yeah, yeah you do, I mean, it's, I mean, it's been slightly harsh on Gio Van Bronckhorst the way that, you know, his reign sort of fizzled out. You know, obviously the, the results in Europe did not help, but you know, it probably just as, as crucial was the injury list. You know, it just sort of sucked all belief and sense of, you know, that this was a management that was going somewhere. It's taken all that out. And then obviously, you know, it's quite unfortunate time in the sense that Michael Beale's coming in. He's the one who's sort of getting the benefit of these guys coming back to to, to, uh, to fitness. So, but th- there is a sense now that they're getting over. They're over the worst of um, that injury list. You know, obviously Goldson coming back. Davies getting sort of half an hour last night. Uh, Roof, we're told, is not far away. Hadji, they're expecting back uh, mid to late January. Halander, we're told, will be back about February. Still not quite sure what this, the situation with John Suter, but Redvan Yilmaz, we're expecting back in a, a few weeks as well. So, you know, the, the situation is improving. Um, I think that, that'll be one of the difficulties in terms of people wanting to assess his squad. He's, he's, he's only seen a fraction of it yet. He's not seen the full, the full capabilities of Um But, you know, I think there's undoubted that Rangers will need to make some... Uh, some moves in January because it's a squad that looks like it could do with a lift. That, you know, there's far too much dead wood in it. There's a lot of guys here that you just think they've had their chance to to show that they can cut it in an Rangers jersey, and some of them just aren't up to the job. Some of the guys need moved out just because of the stage of that in their career. You know, I'd, I'd be amazed if we see Alan McGregor again after this summer. Stephen Davis, you tend to think. Maybe it's time for him to call it. I mean, it just feels like for, for those kind of guys, it's been a season too far. Um, and, you know, especially when you look at Al McGregor for the for the goal last night, um, obviously he gets his positioning wrong. He takes a step over to the left. Yeah. The book sort of fires it to the right. But the thing that sort of struck me was Al McGregor, we've known all about his ability to, the reactions that he has, mm-hmm. his ability to get across the goal. The reflexes might have been there, but the spring wasn't there. It was how slowly he got up to, to towards that shot as it flew over his right hand, and it's it's he's just had a goalkeeper that's starting to look his way. It's just it's not a criticism. It's what do you expect a goalkeeper is about forty forty one now. So yeah. um, I think that's one of the, that needs to be a priority. I think they need some fresh energy in the centre of the park as well. They still need a right winger, perhaps 
you know, if if, if Davies, if Hollander, or if, if these guys aren't going to be reliable in terms of how many games they can they can uh, play, they need to go and get a, a centre back that can match Connor Goldson and the robustness. Next, obviously, Connor Goldson's you know missed sort of 10, 20, 12 games there, but you know that's that's the first time he's been out in his whole entire Rangers career. So you need somebody that can go alongside him and settle in and play the, the amount of games that he does. So. Um, there's some big work to be done in January and it's going to be interesting to see how, how they go about it. Well, listen, that, why don't we just, um, I mean, I keep hearing this, you know, this the place needs gutted, there needs to be a clear out and, you know, these guys won't cut it. I mean, this these were the kind of comments that, that were coming out during the game last night. So, I mean, I'll just call up the starting lineup and we'll just go over it. And why don't we just quickly see who, who does and doesn't have a future under Michael Beale. So, Alan McGregor, you think, no, uh, come the summer, that's it's a definite. I mean, there was a big debate over whether he'd even continue this season. You think this is season too far? Alan McGregor's not going to go on forever. So, Rangers do need to start looking to get a younger goalkeeper. And um, I'm not sure John McLaughlin's the option either, given that you know he was tied out this season and and uh, they, they reverted back to going to Alan McGregor and goal. So, I think they do need to look at bringing somebody else in or if it's if it's to be Robbie McCrory, he needs to get his chance. But yeah, I think we need to start looking towards the, the next generation of goalkeeper at Ibrooks. Okay, now just before I go to the next one, just on Alan on the Alan McGregor one. Uh, okay, long term, no. Short term, given what you, you saw on Tuesday night, is there any argument to bring in John McLaughlin again in the short term? No, I still I still can't make it as a better goalkeeper. I still understand. You think so, yeah? Yeah. Right, okay. Right, that's fine. <laughs> that answers that one. So we're going <laughs> to move on. Now, another one who, who seemed to get loads of criticism last night, James Tavernier, the captain. Uh, obviously, he's on a longer-term deal. Um, what do you think? Is, is, is the criticism of him over the top or... You think was... I mean, I don't think he had the worst game last night. I, 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 I certainly wouldn't have said he was culpable for all that much, but um, mm-hmm. he's a guy that I think he suffered at the times of season just for being overplayed. I, mean, I, I did. I was expecting to see him come back like a bit refreshed, having had that five weeks off over the World Cup. Mm-hmm. But listen, nobody played well last night, so it's to start singling out individuals in that kind of way. I'm not sure the way to go ahead, but. I think the thing from Rangers' point of view, they need to find somebody else that, like they had with Nathan Parson, it might be Adam Devine. Right. They need to find somebody else that they can come in and, and give the captain some time off now and again, right. a way that they haven't been able to do since Parson left. So, um, yeah, I mean, they need to be able to, you know, you know, what is he, 31 now, James Tavernier? Again, a bit like McGregor, okay, he's, he's 10 years younger, but if outfield players don't tend to go, have the longevity, the goalkeepers do. I, th- I think with Tavernier that you're now reaching a stage where, okay, you can you can persist with him in the short term, but you do need to start planning for his succession. Right. So they need to start looking at somebody who's going to be the next guy to come in. Obviously, it's, it's going to be very difficult to get a fullback that can come in and score the volume of goals that James Tavernier does, but they need to start thinking about somebody who can come in and take over him maybe a year or two down the line. 
year two down the line, okay. But he is, he's going to be part of, of things yeah. going forward under Bill. Connor Goldson, well, I think, given what the manager said about yeah. him and the fact saying he, he's going to be around, isn't he? That's yeah, that's yeah I can't see him being shifted. He's the bedrock of that, that back line. So. Okay, so we're, McGregor will move on in the summer. Tavernier and Goldson stay. James Sands, you alluded to earlier, he's not really going to cut it, is he? No, it's not, it's he's not centre-back. He's not centre-back. But is he worth five? It's an 18 month deal. It's a, and then they need to turn it down. Four million pounds. We're talking four or five million pounds. Will they exercise that? Will they take mm, it? No. Can they get better for five million? Get value for money elsewhere. Much yeah. better value for money elsewhere, I would, I would suggest. So. We can move on. Adam Devine, well, he's one for the future. He's going to be, he's going to be around, isn't he? Yeah, yeah. Uh, well, you spoke to Michael Bailey in the week. Ryan Jack's the next one. He came off just before the hour. Um, yeah, get, not yeah. not a great performance last night. I thought he was very good against Hibs. Mm-hmm. He's obviously deals up at the end of the season. Uh, Ryan Jackson, he's and and his representatives are saying that they've heard nothing so far um, from the club. But Michael B obviously said through the week that uh, the phrase was, "Why wouldn't you keep him?" Right. Um, he's the best eleven players at, at Rangers at the moment. Um, I think you know I, I tweeted out. That line from Michael Beale, and they got a yeah. bit of a mixed, mixed reply, reply from the Ranger mm-hmm. support uh, on, mm-hmm. online. Um, a lot of guys saying, just pointing out his injury record, but for me, you just have to look back at Ryan Jack against Borussia Dortmund away last year. Mm-hmm. Come Basically, after a year out, comes back into a game of that magnitude and, and ran the show for Rangers. So for me, he's a vital player. Right. Yes, there's, there's you know, elements of his fitness record that don't make for, for, for great reading um, but I think Rangers if they can get him fit if they can get him on a deal that encourages him to play or you know maybe it has to be a pay as you, pay as you play type thing but for me he's, he's worth another deal how they structure that will be up to between the club and him to thrash out I, I, I tend to think that as a boyhood Rangers fan he'll, he'll be keen to stay I, I don't think he'll be short offers elsewhere if he, if he does decide he wants to move on but for me, he's worth keeping. How you structure that, you know, obviously that has to be has to be addressed. But for me, I think Ryan Jack, when he's fully fit and and on his game, um, can run the show for for Rangers, and I would be I would be not keen to sort of dispense with that. Okay, and Ryan Kent, you, I think, just from the chats that we've had, you you would keep him, wouldn't you? I mean, whether he decides is a different matter, but you, but in terms of Rangers and Michael Bill wanting to keep him, you think yes, offer him. Yeah, I think. I think yeah. I certainly think um, Michael Beale will be keen to keep him. I, th- I think mm-hmm. he's, he's worked with him since he was 14 uh, when they first joined up together at Liverpool. Mm-hmm. Uh, he'll, he'll know him inside out. He'll believe he can get the best out of him. I think there's already signs. Not He's, he's not running 90 minutes yet, but in terms of being the dominant figure in 90 minutes, but I think there's growing signs he's coming back to his best. He's been, mm-hmm. a, been a poor season for him. I think there's signs there that he's 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 starting to be more influential. He's, he's he's picking the ball up in dangerous areas, and obviously has a part in the equaliser last night when he sort of forces the issue with the shot from outside the box. So mm-hmm. yeah, I think it all depends if 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 I think if Ryan Kent wants to stay and the contract demands aren't ridiculous. Um, obviously, the chairman said uh, at the AGM that has uh, Ryan Kent and Alfredo Morelos's what they're looking for in contract wise was unobtainable but if they can come to an agreement yeah I think there still can be a part for for um for Ryan Kent Ibrooks um but I, th- I think he needs to be 
Rangers need to be careful about how they use them. They need to find that a role. It, it doesn't just it becomes too easy for them to coast. I think that's been the case over the last year. He's just found himself in a wee role and he just gets bogged down in this style of play where he just ends up running into traffic all the time. They need to get find a way that gets Ryan Kent in clear spaces of, of territory where he can run and he can get his, his feet moving and he can terrorise defenders. When he gets bogged down, when he's up against two or three guys, when he's running into traffic, it just become it just starts looking very ordinary. I think Ryan Kent is his best when he, he can get himself into wee pockets of space and get his legs moving, get his, you know get himself uh, running at pace. That's when you see Ryan Kent at his best. So that's what I think you've already seen that with Michael Beale that the they sort of changed the shape. It's sort of like a box midfield now that they're not that they're bringing him more inside and, and using the fullbacks to give the width. Uh, it's sort of it's, it's, obviously they're playing with the two strikers. It's a bit like the twin. Uh, playmaker role that Steven Gerrard used. He's sort of inside. They've got the two holding midfielders behind them, and they're just trying to get him on the half turn into these wee pockets of space. And you know, there was t- he sort of drafted out a wee bit in the second half um, last night. But you know, when it went to injury time, and Rangers tried to force the issue. That's when Ryan Kent sort of came into it again. So that that's the if they can do that, if they can re-energize them and get them you know, looking interested again, really. Um, I, th- I think there is a future for Ryan Kent, but if he if he's just going to drift into this sort of coasting uh, sort of performances he was doing, where he, he was just offering nothing, then you may as well just sort of call it quits and see if you can get somebody that, that offers more for, for the, the big wages that he's on. Uh, Glenn Kamara, constant link, but he's one that we know the manager likes. What do you think? Again, he, he's a player that frustrates me. There's uh, four or five examples in the first half last night where he gets the ball in the half turn between two defend- two Aberdeen players who are either side of them, not pressurise them, and if he just has the sort of boldness to step forward, take it in the half turn and, and move forward, it could be driving the team on. And his first instinct is always to come back and play it back to the centre-backs and play it back to a full-back. And, OK, it's safety first, but I, I think for a Rangers midfielder, you do need... Guys, to be a wee bit more, how do you say, ambitious on the ball, and you know, Glenn Kamara's definitely got the talent for that, definitely. But just I think there's something within him that he's just overly cautious at times. So I think you know, if, if I'm Michael Beale, you know, he's got another couple of years left in his deal. I can see why Michael Beale would be, and the Rangers board would be keen for him to get more game time because as a guy that you would think has a resale value that can. You know, there's not very many assets at the club now that are going to make the club the serious kind of money that, say, Celtic are hoping for with Josip Juranovic. You know what I mean? So, if they can do that, if they can get him playing again, get him back to his best, then yeah, again, I do think there's looking to be a future for him, or they can look to to you know get him sold for for, for a decent fee. But I think Glenn Kamara needs to show more. I think he needs to show more of himself as a footballer. I think he needs to be trying to stamp himself in the game a wee bit more because there's just so many times where you, games just seem to pass him by with it. For a guy who has actual talent his, his ability, he should, be, he should be doing far, far, for me, far more. Okay. Opening scorer, uh, Fashion Sakala? Uh, no, I would think, yeah, he got his goal last night, but it was a pretty poor performance, you know, he, he was culpable for the, the first goal, giving away possession cheaply. Um, 
he works his socks off and that, but for me, he's not at the level the Rangers need if they're going to if they're going to go on and challenge Celtic for a title. Okay, Malik Tillman. So on loan from Bayern Munich, I think seven million euros has been mentioned as the fee. Uh, worth that money? Definitely. Um, yeah. I think I think the arrival of Bill has been really important for Malik Tillman. I think you're already seeing signs that he's he's growing under Michael Bill's tenure. He's he's taking more responsibility. As I said, I mentioned earlier on. His part in the third goal, just tremendous. You know the the, the 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 you know his desire to get the ball across, not to rush it, but to to wait until the moment comes where he can deliver the cross that, that leads to the goal was was fantastic. Um, he saw his performance against Hibs last week, apart in all three goals. Um, that comes after a, a couple of goals against Leverkusen and Michael Beale's first game, uh, the friendly. So for me, yeah, I think you're only going to see. The, uh, more and more at Mark Tillman, uh, the longer he spends under Michael Beal, it's, it's a big fee. Obviously, you know, Rangers haven't spent that kind of money a lot uh, in recent years, but for me, it's a it's a no brainer. You sign him, you try and get better players around him. You know, he, he he's such a I was speaking to me Scott uh, last night, and he, he was saying, you know, if you can imagine, he's, he's trying to play these wee one twos around the box with uh, Morelos and. Yeah. Uh, fashion Sakala and you know they're not always the best guys to be sort of trying to link up with if you can get a better standard of player around Malik Tillman I think you'll see him grow and grow and become even better so for me it's a no-brainer you, you find the money and you sign and you hope to you, you build your team around him effectively because he is he is that kind of talent Alfredo Morelos uh, no I think time's, time's come I, I think uh, he's had a year to get himself, says well, half a year to get himself back fit, fit and firing, um, and he's still. You know, there were signs against Hibs that he was, he looked back more like his old self. But you know, it was a step backwards last night. I, I thought he didn't, he didn't do enough, didn't do enough to get himself in the game. Even when you seen Arfield um, desperately trying to chase down uh, the spill from Kel Roos to to get the equaliser. You see the hunger, he, he was desperate getting the end of that, that spill from the goalkeeper. Manelos is still kind of just sort of dodding about, and you're supposed to be your centre forward. So for me, he's just lost something. He's, whether it's his desire or whether it's his interest in playing for Rangers, I'm just not sure he's a player he once was. So for me, he's had enough. It, it does become a bit of Alfredo Manelos soap opera with him. Every time we, we, we speak to a Rangers manager, Manelos, his name gets mentioned somewhere along the lines. It's been like that since Steven Gerrard's time. So for me, I think it's just probably best just to, you know, maybe whether it be January or the end of the season, just shake hands and say that's that. Thanks for everything, but we'll go our separate ways. Okay, so we keep seven of that starting 11. We'll just rattle through this. So just give me one word, because I know what it'll be for, probably know the answer for Ben Davies. He's a yes, yes isn't he? Yes. He, he's, he's staying around, poor injury record, but, you know, on the type of in age he is in the deal they signed, he's hanging around... Uh, Scott Wright, in a word? No. Scott Arfield, in a word? Uh, yeah, I'd give him a deal. Give him a deal. Right, okay. just, just to have him around the place, maybe with an eye of going into coaching, but I think, I think he's a bit, I think he's an important figure. Right. He's been one of the few guys this year that can look back at his performances and, and say he hasn't let himself down. I don't think many can say that. I think, I think Scott Arfield is, 
has done himself no harm this season. Yeah, and just finally, because he has an interesting one, you know, funnily enough, in his interviews, John Lundstrom seems excited by the, the, the return of Michael Beale, yet he's, he's one of the guys that probably, well, he, he didn't really play as well under Michael Beale and Stephen Gerrard last time around and, and, and flourished under Giovanni Van Bronckhorst. He was one that really seemed to take his game on under Van Bronckhorst. But what do you think about him? Because you look at guys, you know, the, the board have been criticised well, Ross Wilson was criticised at the, at the AGM for allowing Ryan Kent to get into the contract situation he's in now. I mean, is John Lundstrom somebody you think, because, I mean, he's, he would still be sort of rated down in England and all that. If he's not going to get game time, is he one that you think they would maybe sell on? Or or do you think? Yeah, I mean, what sort of fee are you going to get from that? I, I don't think you're getting much beyond two or three million pounds for John Lundstrom's yeah, 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 yeah. But, but crucially, I suppose the question is: Is he going to play? I think he will. I mean, I think, mm-hmm. I think he will play. I think he's um, the type of guy that, when he's on his game, is, is you know, it's a guy that you know was such a driving force for Rangers that he got to Seville. He was, you know, you look back at those performances in the Europa League last year. He was, he was vital. He was, he was central. To everything, such a force, a driving force, a you know, he's propelled Rangers forward at times just through sheer force of will. So, uh, yeah, I mean, I'm surprised that he's... I must say, I've been surprised that he, he was dropped last night. Um, okay, he didn't have a, the greatest game at centre-back um, against Hibs, but, you know, like, he's out of position. I think that's... It'd be harsh to judge him on that. Um, I would be surprised if he didn't see him starting in Dingwall. I mean, I think... I'm not sure, especially Kamara, has done enough to keep his place... Um, for, for the trip up uh, to the Ross County on Friday night. So I would be surprised if Lundstrom isn't back in there. I think you'll see him playing fairly regularly. I would be surprised if he's if he sort of suffers the kind of uh, you know, treatment he got towards the end of Gerrard's reign when he was sort of in and out of the team. I, th- I think he'll, he'll, he'll re-establish himself as a fairly uh, central figure at this Rangers team. Yeah. Do you know what I thought was interesting last night? I don't know whether you thought anything of it yourself, but see when the camera panned on to Michael Beale, you know, after that uh, Arfield second goal, I mean, obviously, to win a game in that manner, yeah. um, he seemed very calm, didn't he? I, did, did you notice it? was just embarrassed. Only, uh, kind of embarrassed looking like he couldn't believe that they'd won it. Um, yeah. but you, when you think back to Stephen Gerrard, yeah. You know, and obviously he was a young manager and everybody went on about that victory at Celtic Park. Slightly different winning at Celtic Park for the first time in 10 years. I get that. But just the fact that he kept his emotions in check, it was probably in his mind, as you say, thinking we'll get away with one here or he was maybe looking at the bigger picture. But I just thought it was quite interesting that he was able to react like, like that. It has been interesting to watch him. I was at the two, I was at Leverkusen game and I was at the, the Hibs game and... The odd time I was took a wee glance down at his, his you know, body language. You know, obviously, we, we, we became such body language experts towards the end of um, <laughs> Joe's time at the club. You, you were analysing everything. It was interesting just to, I mean, he, I do recall what Michael Beale when he was here previously. He spent a lot of time sitting in the stands at games. He wouldn't be on the on the bench with, with Gerard. He would be sitting in the stands yeah. uh, trying to get a, bit, a better perspective of the game so he could feed back his his advice back to Gerard on the bench, but um, and you would see him a lot. He would sit a lot of time. He would sit beside us guys in the in the press box. He would take a seat where we where we were sitting, 
and it, it was it would be quite uh, you know emotive. He would be gesticulating. You could see him losing his cool or getting mm -hmm. frustrated with things at times. But he's on this in the dugout in the sideline. He's he's a lot more reserved than that. He, mm -hmm. he's things under check so it doesn't really surprise me they didn't really go nuts when Arfield scores um I think you know it was a big win in terms of keeping the morale, the morale up keeping the confidence up but in terms of the, the bigger pitch of league season it's, I don't think it's that a huge of three points in, in terms of you know well our Rangers effectively our Rangers are going to win the league I don't think so so I don't think it's it's a result that's this effect going to be, see, oh, this is a turning point for 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 Rangers season, and I think that maybe plays into it. He's, you know, he's he's pleased he got the result, but yeah. there's no, I don't think this is going to be something that they're going to look back in in six months' time and go, well, that was the night that Rangers won the league. So no, but but that's interesting that you see that. I mean, do you think that actually has an impact? You know, and and you know, play. I mean, it's such an emotional game. I mean, surely in that moment, you know, you would just think, you look at, I mean, how, how do you think the fans, I know fans are slightly I, I think he'd come away from Pitoja last night more relieved Aye. than overjoyed with a win last night. Just because they didn't play well, you know, Aye. it was a, you know, it, there's not much to be satisfied from a result like that. Mm -hmm. Other than you've won the game, because the performance is so poor. And the one thing we know about Michael Beale is that he's a guy who's all about the process. He will want a team that looks good and that wins. And if they don't look good, it means something's not working. So that's why he'll be what he'll be he'll be come away with that game probably with more frustrations than the satisfactions. Okay, they got the result and he'll be overjoyed with that. But he, he'll have come away thinking there is so much as he, as he rightly says, there is so much work to be done. This is a team that has got a lot of issues that need to be fixed. Um and you know, right now the big picture is you know who who can they get in to try and solve some of those issues? He's lucky that he's got a transfer window coming up in a few days, but there's a lot of work to be done, and I think that will be not daunting, but you know it'll be. He realizes that let's not get carried away. That this is you know he needs to he needs to get down to work. Yeah, right. Just finally, Andy, because I've kept you long enough, but I mean you have been at a few of the press conferences recently. I mean, has your opinion of Michael Beale? whatever it was before he got the job and now has it changed at all just from your dealings with him? No, but I've been quite impressed by the fact he hasn't come in and fallen at that trap of making these big bold declarations of we're going to do this and we're going to do that, we're going to chase them down. And even the fact he admits that if they are going to do anything, they'll need other teams to do them a favour. I think that's just, I know he got a bit of stick for that from certain quarters, but for me that was just... You know, he, he was speaking with a sense of realism. He knows that this is a Rangers team that, you know, even if they win the three old home games, which seems unlikely, they're going to need favours elsewhere. Um, it's the fact that he's talking about they need to get this identity, this need to get this style back that was there yeah. when he was previously under Stephen Gerrard. I think he realises what the priorities are. And okay, yeah, Rangers, it's all about winning trophies, but in order, how do you, how does he put this team in a position that they can do that? It's not just about going out and signing better players. It's about how they implement a certain style. And mm. uh, the fact that he acknowledged that, I thought was you know it was quite telling that he knows that this isn't a quick fix. This might take a wee bit of time. Um, I'm not talking about years, but I'm talking about this season. It might be a few weeks yet before you start seeing Rangers really clicking into gear. Uh, depending on who they can bring in, depending on what injuries they can get back. But 
Um, no, I mean, I'm, I, I tend to think I, I don't. I wasn't one of the guys who said it was a bad appointment. I know there was a wee bit of criticism of the board when they made the appointment. I always thought it was a, a sensible appointment. I don't think it was terrifically imaginative. You know, it was a sort of obvious choice given his previous links with the club. But no, from what I, I think he's been, I think he's been quite impressive so far. Right, Andy, thanks a lot for your time. I know you're heading up to Dingwall on Friday, uh, so enjoy that. It's a long trip. Have a great Christmas, and same to everyone else listening, and hopefully Scott will be out of sick bed by the time we all get back together for the next one, and uh, look ahead to the Motherwell game, uh, 28th of December, isn't it? And then, of course, the big one against Celtic on January 2nd, so everybody have a great festive time. You too, Gav.